0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Sylvia F., and I am a recovery compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, June 29th, and I am, <laughs> I'm sorry, Today is June 29th, and we are reading from the Big Book on page um, 61, second paragraph. I I don't know why I'm so confused today. Today's readers are 12 Steps, Rocky I, 12 Traditions, Jody E. Q. And our readers are Gina R. and Sharon H. Our newcomer greeter at 10 minutes to the hour is Melanie C. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. And I apologize, I need to um, go back and get our reference numbers in. And the reference number for Wednesday, June 28th, for 10 a.m. on the Eastern Eastern Time Meeting is 10096, 10096. And the share ID for today's 7 a.m. meeting, Thursday, June 29th, is 10099, 10099. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Rocky I to read the 12 steps. Rocky.
1: Can I be heard? Yes, Rocky, thank okay. you. All right. Good morning. This is Rocky. we covered in temporary Sona. <clears throat> uh, the twelve steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives have become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, make a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood them. Four made a searching and serious moral inventory of ourselves. five. Admitted to God, to ourselves and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six. We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask Him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we have harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. nine. Make direct amends to such people whenever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Stop, 11. Stop preparing meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for the knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compose of overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our service. Thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you for your service, Rocky. I will now ask Jody EQ to read the Twelve
2: Traditions. Jody. Thank you, Sylvia. Good morning, everyone. This is Jody EQ, gratefully recovered in California. The Twelve Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Jody. E. Q.
0: How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions of the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, and press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. And if you're sharing, please don't use a speaker uh, phone. It will really uh, echo and be too loud. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 61. On the second paragraph, and it starts, our actor is self-centered. We're going to read through two paragraphs ending with the line, it placed us in a position to be heard. And I'm going to ask Gina R. to begin reading. Good morning, Sylvia. Thank you for your service. And hello to everybody on the line. This is Gina R., gratefully recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, calling from Colorado. Our actor is self-centered, egocentric, as people like to call it nowadays. He is like the retired businessman who lolls in the Florida sunshine in the winter complaining of the sad state of the nation, the minister who sighs over the sins of the 20th century, politicians and reformers who are sure all would be utopia if the rest of the world would only behave, the outlaw safecracker who thinks society has wronged him, and the alcoholic who has lost all and is locked up. Whatever our protestations, are not most of us concerned with ourselves, our resentments, or our self-pity? Selfishness, self-centeredness, that, we think, is the root of our troubles. Driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity, we step on the toes of our fellows, and they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us, seemingly without provocation but we invariably find that at some point sometime in the past we have made decisions based on self which later placed us in a position to be hurt um well for i would say most of my life i uh didn't really have um a concept of being selfish or self-centered i always thought what i was doing was Uh, trying to help others if only they could see what i could see they would know that my advice and suggestions would just help them out um i would complain about things and then tell people what to do i would um be very upset when they wouldn't do it and it Uh, would boomerang back on me and i had a mess to clean up um but i wouldn't even clean the mess up i would just find a way to turn it around on whoever was there and make them feel like it was their fault and manipulate them to um taking some action that's my old self and that's um how i operated for many 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 years now that I am in a recovered state, um it's not that I still don't have those tendencies, but what is different is I I have self awareness and then supernatural awareness through my connection with my higher power, and I'm able to see and recognize a lot more quickly when I'm going into on um, one of these states. And I will just mention a situation that happened yesterday with my husband. I am. Um, in the middle of many big life changes, and my husband is too. I'm closing my business. We're selling our house. Um, We're preparing to go and live with uh, a family member for a few months, and then we are going to make our way um, out of state to um, sweltering Arizona with all the other visionaries down there. Um, In the meantime, I've got a family reunion in Tennessee that I wanted to get to this weekend. And I had it in my mind because of cost that I would just drive there from Denver, Colorado. It's like 1,700 miles by myself. And then I would just drive back. And my husband, um, bless his heart, just basically told me, you know, I don't think that's a good idea. But he knows in the past I would not accept his advice because I have basically told him and modeled for him he's not the kind of leader I want. And it really is, and excuse the French, a bunch of bullshit. He's exactly what I need. And I was able to listen to him and set aside what I thought was best and pay a couple hundred dollars to fly out there. That's the difference today. I I don't have to be in charge. I don't have to retaliate. And I can um, take loving advice from people who care about me and just keep moving with my life. With that, I pass. Thank you for letting me be of service. Why, thank you, Sharon. Okay, so for those of you who are just joining us, we are on, on page the bottom of 61 and the top paragraph on 62, and I'm taking a list of readers who would like to share. Ginger, C. Ginger C. Carolyn S. Carolyn S. Kathleen O. Kathleen O. Anyone else? Okay, we'll start with Ginger C, then Carolyn S, then Kathleen O. Ginger. Hi, good morning, Sylvia. Thank you for your service and grateful that everyone's on the line this morning this is ginger C. recovered in colorado and i just i'm sort of laughing at myself this is like oh uh, i just can't believe how much i love this big book i sat for 24 years in aa hated well i didn't hate this book it was sort of the herbert spencer quote in the back i just wasn't willing to do it and i didn't think it would serve me in any way and my husband was so kind and patient. was like, Oprah's books are not going to help you, sweetheart. Get off Amazon. It's all in this big book. But I just wouldn't listen. And now it's like, I cannot be without this book. I can't believe how much I love this book. It's just unbelievable. It can happen if you get into it and find the miracles in these lines and read these pages. And then apply it. And then let it apply within you and just practice daily. So I love this selfish self-centeredness. And I look at it in another way, the ism of the disease. I separate myself because of I, me, and self. You know, it's always a selfish self-centered state that's underneath, that's ruling and dominating my life. And that's all I knew. I thought I was doing good with all those years and program. I didn't know anything. I thought I was doing well. I thought I was being of service, but it was always serving me in the end. How can you make my life happy? How can you make me
3: complete? How can you help this uncomfortable state that I'm feeling right now subside? Always leaning out. And that's not what it's about at all. It's about leaning in. It's about this power within me that I always have access to and growing there. And, again, I never
0: would have seen that had I not seen the pages in this book. So I am so grateful to Vision. I am so grateful God got me to that convention in Virginia Beach. I did not want to go. So if you're on the fence about going to New York, get your plane ticket today and get out there. It's unbelievable to be with all those people that are recovered, seeing them live, seeing what we hear on the lines, and then seeing it in the flesh. The outsides match the insides. But to go from this selfish, self-centered state to a God-centered, most important, so then I become other-centered. You know, I go into work every day just thinking how I can manifest and help serve around me with my employees to be a worker amongst workers. It was always about me and my race and how my boss was looking at me, me, me. And it's so amazing the changes that can happen, but it does require action. It requires us to put these addictions down completely, put them to bed, have the funeral, say goodbye, and then always work it like your life depends on it. And I'm so grateful I haven't stopped since I left Virginia Beach, and I just pray that I never stop, because again, this ism that I separating myself that allows this disease to get that much closer. I lack power when it comes to addiction. And I need that power every day, each and every day. Thy will be done. And I get to check in with myself throughout those hours.
3: Am I leaning in or am I leaning out? So with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Ginger C. Carolyn S. followed by Kathleen O. Carolyn, yeah, start um, one. Okay, um, there you are.
4: Sorry, I am. <laughs> um these two paragraphs are very powerful. Um, the word "self" appears over and over again, especially in the second paragraph. It appears six times. They're really trying to drum it home to us here: selfishness, self-centeredness. That we think is the root of our troubles, and it is so true for me. Um, it's my natural state, and now that I'm aware um, how often it exists, um, I'm really on the look for it, and I see it all the time. And Um, you know it it, it causes all kinds of problems it says here we step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate sometimes they hurt us seemingly without provocation we invariably find that at some time in the past we have made decisions based on self which later placed us in a position to be hurt and that's certainly the case for me um, particularly with my husband he's a really good guy um, but I forget that a lot and um, I've certainly done a lot in the past to hurt him, and um, he's done some stuff to hurt me too, but uh, sometimes he seems to jump out of nowhere with a lot of anger, and I'm kind of, you know, my first reaction is, what the hell's wrong with him? Um, And then I stop and think, you know, how many times have I um, created this problem in the past by the way I've acted, by being selfish, by being self-centered, by ignoring his needs, And I realized that I really am the root of the problem. And so now when he seems to um, be mean with no reason, I stop and say, well, what could his reasons be? Let's think. You know, what about this time I did this? And what about that time I didn't do that? And uh, inevitably, I find that I am, in fact, the source of the problem. Thank you. And I pass.
0: Thank you, Carolyn S. Kathleen O. And then we'll open it up for sharing again. Kathleen Thank you, Sylvia. Good morning, everyone. This is Kathleen O. Today I am in beautiful Lake Tahoe, California, and um, I love, you know, that sentence, selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles. I go back to that frequently when I think I've, I mean, I'd like to change that to selfishness, self-centeredness that I know is the root of all my problems. Um, And, you know, when when things aren't going my way and I'm getting annoyed, I always go back to that because it's, I have to remind myself, this really is the alcoholism, the ism, the I, the self, the me. When I'm focusing on me, things aren't going well. And, you know, the um, manipulating and controlling, That was my hyphenated middle name. And it took this program to realize that I didn't think I was manipulating and controlling. I'd have people tell me that. But I didn't believe them. I just thought, you know, I know what's right. And if only you'd follow my directions, let me direct, you know, run the show. Everything's going to be fine. And coming into 12-step recovery, oh, what a gift. You know, when things didn't go my way, my solution was to eat. And... After doing these steps, I realized, you know, I didn't create this world. The spirit of the universe, God, um, something bigger than me created this world, and so I don't need to run the show. And what if I believe everyone has a path, and I don't, I don't determine someone's path. And what if they have a path, and if I'm being controlling and manipulating? It might change that path where they're going to learn something. They're going to learn what they need to learn. So today, I can just let people walk their path. You know, yeah. Sometimes I look at people and I think, oh gosh, I have the solution for you. But you know what? They're not asking me. They're not asking me. And maybe I don't have the solution for them. Maybe they need to figure things out themselves and and you know learn the hard way. I know I always did. Um, so this is such um, this is such amazing. These, these words are just, they just so ring home and they're so true. And, you know, I just need to go throughout the day and really focus on where I can be useful, not think of myself. If I'm thinking of myself all day, it usually turns out to be a pretty crummy day. But if I can really focus on other people and being useful, being helpful, you know, um, connecting with my higher power, the day turns out pretty good. And, um, and I'm very grateful. Thank you. This is, um, and I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Kathleen O. Oh. So, this is Sylvia asked, uh moderating, and, our, and we're doing page 61, the last paragraph, and the top paragraph on page 62, two powerful paragraphs. Who would like to share?
3: Devora S. in New Jersey.
0: Devora S. Thank you. Well, it's awfully quiet out there.
5: Oh, John K., I guess. <laughs>
0: I guess you're John k. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Anyone else wendy m Wendy, boy, these are such amazing paragraphs and to have it be so quiet sherry k b sherry k b lisa b lisa b okay. Well, we'll start. stop there. Devorah S., John K., Wendy M., Sherry K.B., and Lisa B. Devorah.
5: Starting Hi, Devorah. good
3: morning, everyone. Yeah. Here I am. Thank you so okay. much, everyone on the line who makes this possible. I'm Devorah S., and I'm a recovered compulsive over-eater from New Jersey. Thank you, God. And I have to say, I, you know, I read these pages um, for many years, and I didn't really get it until I started working the steps, and I will be seeing, like, really living in 10, 11, and 12 to see how I'm being selfish, because, you know, it took me a long time to to see the selfishness in me. I was so blocked, and to understand what selfishness is all about. Um, The retired businessman who lulled in the sunshine in the winter complaining of the sad state of the nation. You know, there I was, sitting on my couch in my living room, you know, weighing close to three hundred pounds, not understanding like, you know, this disaster around me that's going on, and I'm the cause of it, and not understanding like, what is it? If only everybody would do what I wanted them to do. If my husband would behave the way I want him to behave, do what I want him to do. My children, if they would just pick up after themselves and do what they have to do, and I'd be a very happy camper. And you know what? I'd only be happy, but you know, you'd be happy too. Just do my script, just follow my lead, just, you know, here I am, follow my lead, sitting on the couch doing nothing but barking orders, right, so, you know, it's, (laughs) thank God, thank God for this um, program, and for this test, and for the clarity here, and the honesty here, I'm I'm learning so much about myself, and about what selfishness is all about, and, um, you know, because yeah, when the community person, would call, someone in the community would call me up and say, you know, there's a family who really needs some help. You know, can you make a meal for them? Whatever, the mother is sick, the father's not able to. Can you help out in that way? And I'd say, sure, no problem. But you know what? Inside of me was like, what the heck are they bothering me for? Don't you know I'm a very busy person? Leave me alone. I don't want to be bothered. Leave me alone. You know, so there, there it was. And, you know, today I'm grateful that I'm able to give because that is my purpose for me today. I'm learning, you know, the world is not evolving around Sibora. Oh, though I thought it was, and it's not.
1: You know, I'm learning, I'm
3: learning to live in the truth. And the truth is that, you know, God has a plan for me, and my, my the direction that I need to take is to follow that plan, see what God wants for me today, how I could be of ultimate service to him and to others, acting in a godly way, being patient, loving, and kind to people, tolerant to people, and doing whatever's in front of me to do. That's it. And not pushing off and thinking, well, someone else will pick up the slack, but just to do it happily and however it comes out. That was the way it's supposed to be done. And, you know, just, I'm learning to grow up in this program, honestly, and, and that's, That is the miracle here, that I do want to do it. I do want to do it. So if I'm seeing a part of me that is becoming selfish and lying to myself, the head, my head is telling me things, I want to turn that around. And I want to pick up the phone and I want to call someone and and get out of that so that I could be of ultimate service to God and to my fellows. And uh, with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Deborah S. John K. followed by Wendy M. John.
5: Good morning. Uh, this is John Perrin, Recovered compulsive overreader in Los Angeles. Um, thank you, everybody, on uh, Team Thursday. I didn't mean to seem flippant there when I said, oh, okay, but I, it's so funny. I'm reading these paragraphs going, you know, John, you speak a lot on this thing. Why don't you shut up and let somebody else go up? And uh, at the same time, I've got this uh, child of alcoholic thing. Oh, my God, we can't have silence. So maybe that's how we get people who haven't had a chance to share. people loud loud, like me, shut up. So that was sort of my thing. So I didn't want to. I was suspecting the meeting, but if only all the world would have behaved. You know, boy, that was uh, that was to me. I couldn't understand why people didn't believe that. I, you know, there I was, you know, drinking myself to death, eating myself to death, a hundred plus pounds more than I am now, absolutely miserable day in and day out, and I couldn't get that it was me and not the world, you know? I, I lived life, I look back, I, I lived life by this wonderful life plan. I called it the reverse serenity prayer. I spent all of my time griping and moaning about the things in the world that were wrong, which were, of course, lots of things. Almost every one of them were things I couldn't change. And meanwhile, could I work on me? Could I work on, A, my have substances, and then, b how I dealt with life? No, I, I mean, part of it was I was clueless. I couldn't see that I was the problem until I came into the program, got involved, started reading these big, the big book and seeing things like selfishness, self-centeredness is the root of my problem. Absolutely. I agree with what was said before. There is no, uh, you know, weak thinking in terms of that for me, it was the root of my problem. And then, you know, it goes on to say, uh, driven by a hundred forms of fear, stop. For me, when I look at all of those things that come after it, and I look at all the things that have to do with my character defects, almost every one of them, some way or another, drills down to fear. You know? Fear, you know, fear in one way or another. Like, when I'm wanting to be the actor who controls everything, the fear is, oh my god, everything's going to fall apart if you don't do things my way. You know, I don't know how much of it was just pure, you know, the selfishness, I want everything to go my way, but you know, just in the way I grew up in my crazy dysfunctional family, uh, there was a lot of control. And the other thing, as I did, you know, fourth steps and, and worked on you know, six seven, was the main fear I had when I drilled down, and this was the root of so many of my defects, was my fear that I'm not enough. I'm not enough. I'm not as good as you. I am, I am uh, you know, less than everybody, and I I don't want it I don't want that to be. I don't want to be seen as less than anybody. So all of these different weird character defects come out. I, I don't really like the phrase character defects because I think it it, 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 it has a certain judgment to them. I right? like character negative character liabilities or uh, defense mechanisms, which is what they were. They I grew up hating these defense mechanisms. But all of them, at the end of the day, I was mentioning yesterday, if you grew up in a narcissistic, self-centered household, you you either just almost like, you know, drift away into nothing and never talk, which I had a a brother who did that, or you become the same thing. You get just as selfish. You are always looking after yourself because nobody else will in that family. But... All of this came down to I needed to puff myself up. So much of this was about ego, and I'll puff myself up like one of those animals out in the wild who doesn't feel safe, so if he puffs himself up with ego or, or doing different things, it'll be better. When at the end of the day, this is all a, a spiritual sickness, a spiritual malady of not feeling enough and to realize that there's a different way. And that's what this book goes on, and right now we're talking about the problem, but You know, the solution is close at hand, and it's, you know, in all these steps. So, um, you know, all I can say is this is one of my favorite parts of the book. I looked at where we were this morning and said, oh, well, I'm not going to have to talk today. I'm sure everyone's going to want to talk about this. I'm sure they will in the future. So thanks for letting me share.
0: Thank you, John K. Wendy M., followed by Sherry K.B. Wendy.
6: Yes, good morning. Wendy M., recovered in Colorado and specifically in Steamboat Springs on a family vacation. Now that would, those words would have scared me a year ago, family vacation. Um, but I have tools now. And um, anyways, I love these. Uh, I just love pages 60 to 63, absolutely. And as what was said, if the rest of the world would only behave. If I wrote an autobiography, that would be the title of the book you guys just have to behave and all be fine. All will be well. If you change, I'll be fine. Um, so I love that line. And um, the other thing I, I want to comment on is sometimes they hurt us seemingly without provocation, but we invariably find that at some time in the past, we have made decisions based on self, which later placed us in a position to be hurt. I love that, you know. Because I came in the rooms um, blaming you, you know, again, because you have to behave. And if you don't behave, I'm going to blame you and it's your fault. Um, And as I heard in the very beginning about 16 years ago, is that what I do is I build a case, I keep score, and I find evidence. Like that's how I spent most of my time. I mean, the bottom line is you're wrong. I'm right. You know, and then this book tells me that it's the death of self. This book is about the death of self. So that means I need to get out of the way. And any time I'm in self, it's not a good proposition. It's not going to be helpful. Um, I also love the word retaliate. Um, you know, and I it says they retaliate, retaliate. And my reaction to that is how dare they retaliate? How dare they retaliate? Don't they know that their job is to c- take care of my needs? Don't they know that? That's so obvious to me. And interestingly enough, my job is to take care of their needs. So. It's a pretty messy, messy um, proposition, Um, and I love that I set this all in motion, and it's what can I get, and these words give me freedom beyond freedom. They tell me and help me look in the mirror. It's like I had no idea this was going on. I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know, Um, and these words are so powerful because they describe how I've been in the world for many, many, many years. And when I get the words and I see them, everything melts away. I become free. It's an unbelievable experience. Um, and as I said, I'm on a trip with my family, and I, I'm laughing because somebody said to me, how about you find out how what you can give to the occasion rather than what you can get to the occasion? Um, and when I remember, it's a beautiful thing. Um, and just a little recovery this morning. You know, I'm on a vacation. It's time for me to eat. And the group has to eat when I want to eat. And um, I just uh, sent a note to my husband saying, You guys take all the time that you need. Um, I'll meet you, you know, in the restaurant uh, when you're ready. That's not me. You know, that's other. That's giving. Um, and what freedom I get when I wrote that text. Um, that's the beauty. That's the beauty. That's the beauty. Um, and there's just so much more, you know, yesterday he was driving and he wasn't paying attention to me because he was on the road, you know. He had to keep our safety in mind, and I was so upset that he wasn't attending to me, you know, because attention is my oxygen, don't you know, and his job is to take care of my emotional needs. And the minute I got super uncomfortable, I knew I was out of sync, and I knew I was blocked from God, and I just wrote a 10-step right then and there, and thank you, God, I turned it around and said, what can I do to be helpful on this trip? And with that, I'll
0: pass. Thank you. Thank you, Wendy. And Sherry KB, followed by Lisa B. Sherry. Good morning, Sylvia. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry KB in Northern California. Great for Recovery Compulsive by Reader. Thanks for your service, Sylvia. Can you hear me OK? I can.
7: Great. Um, I've got phone issues on this. Um, anyhow. Um, So, wow, selfishness, self-centeredness, that
0: we think is the root of our troubles. Um, Driven by a hundred forms of fear, uh, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity. Boy, that, you know, I I grew up in a family that was taught it was um, very selfish uh, to think of yourself. And so um, it was like the kiss of death uh, to do that in my family. The minute you were told you were selfish, it was like, you know, It was an awful place to be in. So, you know, I did it secretly. I didn't realize that because for years and years and years I covered up so much of all my fear and selfishness and self-centeredness with the food. And I was so blocked from all that. I never thought I was that type of person at at all until I started doing this work, doing the steps, and rooted out all this stuff. But I had to look at the definitions because what I learned growing up about selfishness and self-centeredness was not what I learned in the dictionary. That's a lot of my history
7: is looking at what is the words and the definitions of things that I grew up with versus what they really mean. Um, That has helped me so much work the steps in this book and
0: realize how selfish and self-centered I was and also self-absorbed and driven by fear, like everything uh, was driven by
7: fear for me. And also that, you know with that, driven by fear, um, i I would do all these things in order to make myself feel good. It was a lot a lot about not enough good enough stuff. and you
0: know doing the running the shared show, running it by myself um, i I believe that ism is I sponsor myself. um that was my ism, and so now I don't have an ism when I let my higher power sponsor me because when I get into this work and I root out by living in ten eleven and twelve. I I get to see, you know, my part in things. Where did I get the ball rolling? That's the first thing I ask myself. When I'm really upset, I'll go, Sherry, where did you get the ball rolling? And that's the same thing here. It says, you know, sometime in the past we've made decisions based on self, later placed ourselves in a position to be hurt because that could have been a year ago. It could have been a minute ago. It could have been two days ago, you know, and that's where I start. So, you know, when I root out all this selfishness, self-centeredness or self-absorbed or whatever, underneath just like when we do the steps like steps four through nine we root out all that stuff and my higher power gets in there and cleans all that out and i'm more god-centered than sherry centered or self-centered and you know it's a whole getting rid of my prejudices and all these other beliefs that i have and to um do this work and live in ten, eleven, twelve, 11
7: 12 and with that i pass thank you so much
0: thank you sherry kb pleased to be good morning this is Lisa B can you hear me yes I can Lisa oh good morning thank you for your service these meetings uh, the earlier meeting this morning and this meeting have has been so powerful for me oh I don't know if I said it I'm Lisa I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville South Carolina oh my goodness I may have already said it my head is just racing Um. So you know what I'd like to share this morning is the awarenesses that I continue to get on this reading as a recovered person now, and I know I'll never arrive. And I'm so grateful that my sponsor encouraged me to keep moving, progressing forward through the steps. Don't try and get it all. Don't try and, you know, make sense of it all. Just grasp it, keep moving, keep moving. And when I look back at this reading now as a recovered person, I see and hear so much more. And I'm grateful for the people that have so much longer time as recovered individuals so I can continue to learn. And for example, today, the biggest learning that I've had and really over the last few weeks is that selfishness, self-centeredness for me is thinking about myself all through the day. It's like I heard someone say, um, I may not be much, but I'm all I think about. And that's, that's what I do. I think about myself all the time. And Also, my motives when I do things for people. You know, what is my motive? Is it to get something back? Is it just to look good and be liked or show how much I know? You know, um, all those things that, that I get to surrender daily in 10 steps and in my nightly review and in my inventories, I get to surrender to a loving higher power. And that's the other thing. When I was on this step, My concept of my higher power was still not the most comforting concept. The thought of really surrendering to a higher power was very scary for me. I still had a very judgmental, angry higher power. And I thought, how am I going to do this? I thought my higher power was so critical of me. And um, I'm grateful I did keep progressing through the steps, even though they didn't make sense and even though I didn't feel comfortable, so that by the time I was more than halfway through with my ninth step and actively doing 10 steps, Oh, my goodness, all of a sudden, my concept of my higher power had changed because I became unblocked. I'm still blocked when I'm in this step of the third step. So I just wanted to share that, that just more will be revealed, more will be revealed, and I continue to learn every day with you guys, and I'm so grateful for that. I had. Thank you, Lisa B. Okay, I have time for probably three more people. We're on the bottom of page 61, last paragraph. Uh Hello? Top, uh and top uh, sixty-two. Yes, who do I have?
6: Miriam
7: Hello. Bar- Barbara uh, Riska A.
0: Mar- I have Riska A and I had Barbara. Did I hear a Barbara? Yes you
7: do.
0: Okay, so uh Barbara, Rifka A and was that a Leah? Liat L I A
8: T Liat. Liat. Liat.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. so I have Barbara, and I don't have your last initial. You can do it when you get on. Riska, uh, B, I think, and Liat. So that's our lineup, Barbara. And give me the first initial of your last name, please. Barbara
7: Starboy. Oh, thank you. This is Barbara E. I thought there was someone ahead of me. Um, I will gladly do this and not spend that much time. I love these paragraphs because it is all about me. I, I am totally occupied with me managing people, looking good, seeming as if I was doing something for others when it was really so you would love me and think me a wonderful person. Now that I've become more God-centered, I'm really and truly beginning to think about what kind of service I can do for Other people. It is not about vanity. For me, it's about doing what is right on a daily basis. And sometimes I stumble and fall and sometimes I do right, but there's always that feeling in my gut that tells me, "Uh uh-uh, Barbara, that was wrong. You were reacting instead of acting as if. Bless them, save me. It's a mantra that I have to remember to employ all the time. I don't mind falling forward. I just don't want to fall back on my rear end. Thank you, and I pass. Have a wonderful day and a wonderful Fourth of July weekend.
0: Thank you, Barbara. Rifka B. followed by Liat.
9: Hi, it's Miriam Rifka in New Jersey. I'm not sure if you heard me or if there's another Rifka yes. A. No, Rifka Miriam A. A. Yep. Okay. Um, good morning, everybody. Thank you all for your for being here and thank you for your service. Um, I just wanted to chime in here. You know, I'm still grateful that we're reading this today. When I first came into the program, I heard people sharing about how selfish they were when they came into the program when they were eating And I remember thinking to myself, oh, I know people like that, you know, who are selfish and controlling. And I was very smug and I really knew that I wasn't one of those types of people. And I just want to share that the the more I'm here in these rooms and the more I'm studying these steps, the more I see that I really operate my life out of selfish motives and self-seeking motives. And like others have mentioned, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm like mine, it's all mine. It's just that as I go through my day... Everything is through this lens of how will it benefit Mary Rivka? Will this work for me? Will this turn out well for me? What will happen to me? You know, when it's fear, it's also all about me. And I'm grateful to be given this set of steps to help me live a more effective life as my higher power would want me to live. And that's all I wanted to share with that. I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Okay. Thank you. Uh, Liat, and that means we'll have more time for shares uh, probably. So um, Liat, the first initial of your last name, please. Rivka A. Oh, I didn't get Rivka A. Uh, Let's have Liat go and then we'll have you, Rivka. Thank you. Okay. Liat, do I have you? Okay, we'll get to somebody. Rifka A., go ahead, if you could unmute. And yes. Go ahead and okay, thank, thank you. you. Can you hear me? I can, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for, for allowing me the
4: chance to uh,
0: share, uh, and I want to thank you for your service. I want to thank my higher power, whom I choose to call God, for this program. I want to thank God for... Uh, allow me to get back home here in israel i've been out of country for almost seven weeks Um, uh, this this particular reading today has really confirmed that the the drivenness uh, my drivenness to stay abstinent here it is driven by a hundred forms of fear yes i faced it i faced it by the time i hit the states in california uh, it, it became a, tr- a trial, um, babysitting, having uh, gotten sick for a couple of first weeks there in California, then traveling across, oh, babysitting little grandbabies. Um, that was a, a challenge, but, you know, great gratitude, uh, going on, on to the East Coast, and uh, then suddenly placed in a situation to make decisions about my mother, I had to call 911. Um, I was there for that, uh, driven by by the power greater than myself to remain absent, to help me to make these decisions based on my understanding of uh, what I under what I know about the program, that it does work, that um, working the steps, uh, trusting God. Um, the third step is based on faith, uh, a willingness to believe. Uh, that there is something that can help me. The hope, the honesty, hope and faith. First, second, and third step to remain consi- constant, consistent, confirming that I have a I have an illness. I have a, a progressive illness, and uh, you know there was a lot of trashy food that was placed in front of me during this whole obstacle of living life on life's terms. Yet I continue to say no. And for that, I'm totally grateful. Thank you all for listening. I'm glad to be back uh, here in Israel so that I can uh, work, continue to listen and hear and be a part of the uh, meetings. Thank you again for this. I'm grateful. And I remain a recovered compulsive overeater and my name is Rivka A. Thank you, Rivka A. Liat, if you can hit star one, we'd love to hear from you.
8: Yes, hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Hi. Thank you. I'm Liat, recovered, compulsive over either in California. Wow, thank you guys. You guys are so awesome. This is so cool. I can't believe it. I am definitely coming to the conference and I'm excited. Um, I heard so much this morning and I thought I was a good little girl, you know. I, I really never thought that I I mean selfish and self centered. I always gave my heart and to everybody, and like, I thought I had a problem with low self-esteem. That's what I thought. I thought I'm, st- you know, I have low self-esteem, you know. And I, I tried for years to look for the reasons why, you know, my life is such such a mess. You know, I can't do anything. I can't finish school. I can't, you know, develop a talent. I can't. I want to learn to play the guitar, and I, I, I don't. I'm not able to, and I blamed my mom for, you know, and my sexual abuse and my physical abuse and my mental abuse or whatever abuse I was, you know, my mom was beating me up. And I, I just really was convinced that my history and my childhood, you know, poverty and all that, that they, that's the cause for my binging and my unable, you know, being unable to... uh to stay clean with my food and my obsession with food and my body, I really was convinced that it was an outside manifestation. It was something from the outside that was causing me to behave that, to be a compulsive eater. And when I, the first time I wrote a very, very long inventory, and I sat for like six hours with a sponsor to share, and I thought she's going to feel so sorry for me. She's going to really validate that the reason I'm eating is it has a basis. I really didn't think that it will turn completely upside down. I didn't, you know, and realize it. I will learn that. I I just think about myself all the time. I'm so obsessed about myself. I I didn't forgive my mom or anybody else that hurt me. I just held on to the misery because I'm so in, evolved around myself you know, and, um, you know, the big books, I have this, um, egomaniac with inferiority complex. It just, it's either that I'm this great person or I'm a nothing. I'm constantly thinking about Liat, you know, and I love that the book says the actor, because for years I read the actor and I thought that they meant the director, but here I am, was given a role of an actor, which means being one of many, just a human, flawed human being. And I'm an actor. I was not a position of the director, which is only one, you know, the creator is the only one director. I'm taking a director role. You know, I think, yeah, time. I am, I love you all, and I'm thankful, and I'll pass. (laughs) Thank you, Riska A.,
0: That's our thank you to everyone who shared. We will now close from the reading with the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. And then please stick around so we greet newcomers and sponsors. And so I'm going to ask um, Sharon H. to read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to
10: be suggestive only. Thank you, Sylvia. And thank you for the privilege to do service this morning.